You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey, everybody. So today we're going to give you some tips on creative growth during tough and trying times. And helping us is an amazing business coach with a super cool story, Craig Chavez. And Craig, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Brittany. I've been looking forward to collaborating for a minute. For sure. So Craig is the owner of Creative Craig, and it's spelled with an eight. Super cool. We actually met at a workshop that I taught back in 2019 and connected over coffee, learned more about what each other did. And we've got a lot of the same ideas when it comes to business. So uh, we also both work with a lot of creatives. And I just grabbed his new book, Burden of Dreams, and it's amazing. So you guys should definitely go check that out. It has some really awesome nuggets of wisdom for entrepreneurs, but you can read about his bio and everything in the show notes. But Craig, why don't you dive in and just kind of tell us about yourself and a little bit about your journey. So right now, like I'm a serial entrepreneur that's transitioned into business coaching. Um, my journey has been the complete opposite of like atypical, but I think that's what makes like this such a such a fun way to uh, you know, present myself. So like I'm originally from Ohio, born and bred, but um, I grew up very nomadic, like with my father's job, and little did I know how that moving uh, at a young age would prepare me early on for uh, what I'm doing now in my career. And so fortunately, I was blessed to be a really good high school athlete. I got an opportunity to play Division One football at a small school in Alabama, but my sophomore year, I suffered a career-ending injury, which kind of led me into a spiral of depression. And so for me, like that was a really pivotal point in what I was going to do. Was I going to stay in school or was I just kind of just kind of keep waddling around aimlessly? But fortunately, I had somebody who believed in me, which was my Spanish professor. And she kind of like convinced me to study abroad. And um, little did I know, like how going to Costa Rica for three months would really open my mind to the possibilities of living and working abroad. And I really got hooked on travel and got was bit by the travel bug so much so that like when I returned, like I started a business on campus selling like T-shirts back to like my football team. And I used all that money to go study abroad for, in Spain for six months. So that kind of really solidified my passion for international business and entrepreneurship. Um, eventually, I finished school, got my MBA, was interviewing in San Francisco and New York at, in corporate for corporate jobs. Wasn't really feeling that. And then serendipitously ran into a Peace Corps recruiter who liked my background and uh, got the opportunity to do business consulting in Peru for 27 months. And that was just an incredible, incredible experience. And I'm sure I can go into some details later. But after that, um, fell in love with the Peruvian culture. And while I was there um, doing some consulting, I started distilling on the side uh, as a little project but that project grew into like a tangible and viable business idea. So I, I later opened up one of Peru's first craft distilleries. Um, unfortunately, 
lost it uh, due to some various reasons. And then later I got into blockchain and app production and just a couple more business ventures. And that's kind of what led me to this moment now of uh, leveraging all my entrepreneurial experience to be a business coach and help people avoid a lot of mistakes that I uh, faced in my early on in my journey. I love it. Yeah. And I actually did not know that about you until I read the book. So I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely such an awesome story. But um, so you kind of talked on like having to pivot and doing these different things. So what would you say are some of those kind of top ways for being creative when you're trying to grow a business and pivoting and changing and all of this different kind of stuff? So I think one of the first steps people should uh, be aware of is that uh, you should accept um, like your current circumstances. So when like things kind of throw you off tilt, um, oftentimes as humans, we tend to react and not respond. And that's because like we're, we're emotional creatures. But like one of the great strategies is to just accept those emotions for what they are so that you can let those kind of transpire so that you can kind of reframe your mindset so you can respond logically to just accept like this is the new status quo. And then after you accept what's going on, then you can kind of be patient and step back and leverage your time to adjust. And so during this adjustment phase is kind of when you do some of that tough inner work where you can kind of analyze, like, what are some of your current skills? You can ask a great question, like, what am I great at doing? Then you can follow up and build upon that by kind of asking yourself, what do I love doing? What are some of my passions? And by kind of like doing some of this inner diagnostic, you can reposition yourself to either find a new job or to create a new business or something that can be of value as you're transitioning and moving forward. And so after you've made those critical adjustments, then you can accelerate and double down on what you've just done to kind of like outpace the competition and so that you can come out on the winning end of things instead of kind of just waiting for something to happen magically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're talking straight to me. I actually had something happen at the beginning of this year with my business, some legal financial client issues and I had a lot of emotion tied to it and I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to go get a real job now because that completely derailed me. But once you kind of step back and take that time away and like let the emotions sit there, be emotional, whatever, and then go past it, like then you can start changing and shifting and making things work again. So, um, and you also touched on mindset, which is like literally a hundred percent of business. <laughs> You're telling me. And like, I, I think that's where like the whole entrepreneur real mindset or journey like starts. It's all happens yeah. like in your mind. Yep. And so like, as long as you can kind of win on the inner, th on the inner aspect, you'll, you'll be good in the end because we really can't control our external circumstances. Yep. If you can control those inner circumstances, you'll be better prepared and positioned to, uh, you know, to respond instead of react when things kind of yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. Away which is the same thing we're going now during these trying times. And so that kind of leads into my next question. So there's so many brick and mortars that have not been able to do business during this time and are trying to kind of move into online solutions and things like that. What are maybe some of those top creative innovations that you've seen in the past few weeks here from business owners to kind of shift and adjust into this new normal? Well, with me, with my distilling background, I just thought it was absolutely fascinating how so many like distilleries and breweries have ceased their production of spirits or beer and kind of transitioned into making 
hand sanitizer, which is helping people to benefit and protect themselves during what's going on with this coronavirus. And I just think that a lot of these businesses who are transitioning their machinery, their equipment, their operations into creating a, a new product or a new service that can that is in demand, I just I've just think that's completely brilliant and even some of going back to some of these food restaurants like some of these high-end steakhouses who are like yeah well the only way we can survive is if we can do carry out so you have like major steakhouses doing like hamburgers and hot dogs right now <laughs> and so like just adjusting to be able to fulfill this demand of whatever people need during this time I just think has been incredible with businesses all across the board in different industries. Yeah, for sure. I've seen it a lot too with like gyms and personal trainers and stuff like that moving to the online video space and that kind of thing too. I just, it's super awesome that the businesses that are transitioning are just finding ways to make it work. And that's, that's what's going to make them successful in the long run because the ones that are getting stuck in the emotions, right? And like, oh, well, this is terrible. I guess I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. Those are the ones that 90 days after this all goes back to normal are going to struggle to kind of catch back up. So yeah, and you've you've shifted a lot kind of throughout your journey and you kind of touched on it earlier, the potential failures, I guess, you had with the distillery. Do you want to kind of touch on that and go through that story and kind of some of the different shifts you made and try to do the creative growth on that side? Definitely. So as I mentioned earlier, so when I was in Peru doing business consulting with the Peace Corps, I just found an opportunity to start distilling uh, Pisco, which is the, the national spirit of Peru. And so as I was just creating these products on the side, I built up enough demand and a, and a large enough clientele to actually uh, create a, a tangible business. But the first problem I ran into is that as being a foreigner in, in Peru, it's difficult to get access to banking. So I had to figure out how I was going to raise capital for this business. And so to get creative, I was like, hmm, how can I raise money but still have equity in the thing that I'm building? And so I uh, researched crowdfunding and I uh, learned from people who had done that prior to my campaign. And I raised uh, five figures, which was a significant amount of capital in Peru to raise my distillery. So I had to really think outside of the box to even get the money to get my business off of the ground. And so also like when I started actually creating my products, I leveraged my existing network. So when it came to producing these spirits and these liqueurs, I used my relationships with many of the farmers that I'd worked with prior to in the Peace Corps to help build my supply chain. So for me, it was just like really thinking outside of the box and really leveraging some of the resources that I had access to, to help grow my business. Yeah. And I love um, how everything kind of came full circle with the story. Obviously, you have to go get the book to be able to, you know, read the whole thing. But um, the farmers that were like your taste testers and then um, and you didn't really touch on this, everything closing down. But when you closed down, kind of like passing that back off to them, too, it was super, super cool. Definitely. Yeah. And it's and like it all comes like full circle. But yeah. just being able to like the leverage your resources, think outside a box, figure out how to create something out of nothing and just not accept no as an answer. Like whenever you yeah. run into an obstacle, like you might not be able to go through it, but you can go around it. You can go over it. You can go under it. Yep. <laughs> but either way, you just have to figure out a way to get past it. Um, and it may take you longer than what you expect, but as long as you're keeping uh, progress, you're making progress, that's all that really matters. 
Yeah, for sure. I think that was one of the biggest mindset shifts I had to make was that business is the long game. Like I didn't sign up to just do this for a year. This is long term, right? But we we get so caught up in the like, I want it right now phase that we're like, oh, it's not working. Let's try something else. And we shift too quickly. So I've, I've definitely done that too. But <laughs> I'm definitely, but I'm sure you've seen like this, one of these memes where it's like two guys like mining and for diamonds and like yep. one guy like mines for diamonds and he gets it and like his diamonds like microscopic and like the other guy who's also mining like sees the other guy with his little diamond and he just stops but like little did he know if he would have like went a little bit further like his diamond would have been like a thousand times bigger than the other guys and it's like you said it's 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 really hard to get in your mindset about uh long-term gratification because we're so programmed in this day and age for like instant, instant results, like now, now, now. Oh, for sure. Actuality is the complete antithesis of that. So patience and maturity is really key in this, in this venture. Oh, for sure. So obviously in chapter nine, that's my favorite chapter of all of them. You talked about processes for profit, which we are obviously all about here. Um, So how do systems and processes and things come into your, come into play in your business as a creative and what is maybe something you struggle with the most? Well, before I get into that, I'd love to read like the quote that precedes that chapter. So this is an awesome quote from Orison Sweet Martin. And she's like, the great thing in life is efficiency. If you amount to anything in the world, your time is valuable, your energy precious. They are your success capital and you cannot afford to heedlessly throw them away or trifle with them. And I just thought that that was such a powerful like foreshadowing quote because one of the things that I encountered early on when I was building my business was just the monotony of doing some of the repetitive business activities over and over and over again. And I realized like to be more effective in what I was doing, I had to become more efficient. And so especially like in my production line, like I had to identify like all the different bottlenecks that were slowing me down. And after I took the time to identify them and figure out some type of actionable solution, I was able to produce like 10 times as much product and therefore generate significant more amounts of revenue. And it's like when it comes to like building a business, I think a lot of people get into this trap of actually creating a new job for themselves when it actually like a business must involve some type of uh, processes that contribute to an overall system that hopefully should be automated so that you can save more time, money and energy so that you can generate like a greater output. And so like without having these processes, you're not going to be able to generate those profits in a consistent and reoccurring way. Yeah, for sure. I say that all the time. People get too deep into working inside of their business and they don't take the time to step back to work on their business and the business growth and figuring out what's working and what's not working and adjusting and pivoting and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I definitely see that all the time doing what I do. Yeah, and I just think it's just a part of like the the natural like creative growth of yeah. you and us as like entrepreneurs. Like you have to get stuck or lost in the sauce proverbially to understand it's like okay, there's something not right about this. Like I can do it better. Like that you don't have to be suffering and hustling your whole life just to just to make it as a quote unquote entrepreneur or business owner and in all matter of fact like your business should be working for you and that's yeah. something that I advocate with my coaching like I shouldn't be working for my business eventually it should be put in a place where, like it's generating stuff automatically so yeah. that I can be the phantom behind it that nobody knows who's running it 
or I could be the face in front of it that's kind of managing those daily activities. But either way, it's still generating consistent profits automatically, uh, whether or not I'm there or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can you can definitely hustle your way to six figures, but you can't really scale past that without systems and processes and people and efficiency. It just it's it's really difficult to do, for sure. Yeah. Um, so do you have maybe some like, I know you've got all these nuggets of wisdom, but like most important business lesson that you've kind of learned throughout your journey that you think would be super helpful for our listeners? I would say that, that one of the most important things that I learned is that like trust but verify and like because you are going to be exposed to so much information which can be disguised as misinformation or disinformation and like you just have to be sure that like whatever you're hearing or whatever is being told um to you you have to verify that independently because so many people get misled by stuff that's kind of wrapped in a pretty bow but when they yep. open it it's actually pandora's box and it's <laughs> going to lead them right off like a, like a cliff into no man's land so just make sure that like you're doing your due diligence and verifying whatever anybody's presenting to you like whatever yeah. i'm saying to you like yeah. <laughs> I, I know what i'm saying is is real but don't trust me like verify yep. it yourself and then only after you've confirmed or disconfirmed whatever that is then you can proceed forward but yeah, always yeah. trust, but then but you always got to verify as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, any favorite productivity hacks for creatives to get more done in less time? I mean, like you're the queen of doing all these things. <laughs> and like, I've definitely, I wouldn't say stolen some of your stuff, but like, <laughs> I remember like when I first kind of figured out what you were doing and I saw that you were using like a scheduling apps to kind of like get meetings in place and like literally using Calendly and having like an automatic scheduling application has changed my life because I have like four different calendars and it just always frustrated me that I would spend a week just (laughs) sending 50,000 emails back and forth just to get a meeting on the books. So like any type of productivity tool, like a scheduling app is key. And then also having like a digital calendar is crucial. I mean, just knowing like what I have to expect each day is freedom. And so like having these boundaries with my time, like actually sets me free. Yeah, no, I I say that all the time. I'm like, the more scheduled and like structured you are, the more freedom it actually gives you because then you have free time. You've got creativity that's like allowed to come out because you're not thinking about a thousand different things. Yeah. Structure definitely creates um, more space for creating things for sure. Definitely. And it's like I said, a lot of this entrepreneurial stuff that we're talking about is like paradoxical. It's not going to make sense, but like, like the more rigorous, like the more highlighted my calendar appears, yeah. <laughs> the easier it is to navigate. And I know that like today between one and 2 PM, like I'm completely dedicated to this time with you yeah. on your podcast. And yeah, then after yeah. that, I'm on to something else, but like, it just makes, it increases my productivity because I know that I'm not, there's nothing else to distract me. Yeah, so for sure. Got, love it. Love it, love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's the one thing. Time is money, right? Like you can't get your time back. So anything else you want to kind of share with our listeners or any other nuggets of wisdom? Oh, just to build off what you said, like yeah. I, one of my mentors told me 
time is gold, money is silver. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't get that when he told me, but it's like in business, like every day you have plenty of opportunities to make money, but what you don't have plenty of opportunities to do is to use your time in the most efficient and effective manner. So that's, that's one nugget. Um, another nugget is that you have to take action. Like I, I see so many people getting stuck in like the planning phase and the thinking phase. And it's like, I can't remember the chapter of my book, but it talks about taking imperfect action. Like it's okay to like stumble, but like as long as you're stumbling forward, you're still moving forward. So just take action, put your best foot forward. And then after you put something out there, like adapt and improve upon it. But something imperfect is better than the perfect thing that never happens. Yeah, that I so struggle with that out. hardcore the first year of business because I am a perfectionist, type A, like all the things. I'm like, I can't put this out because my systems aren't perfect and I'm the systems girl and no one's going to come to me if they're not perfect. Like it was a whole thing, whole, whole mindset issue for sure. Definitely. Awesome. Okay, so <laughs> where can people find you and your book and your resources and all your good stuff? So they can find me on my website, which is creativecraig.com. And you spell that C-R-E, the number eight, I-V-E, craig.com. And then you can also learn more about my book, uh, Burdens of a Dream, at burdensofadream.com. Yes. And you guys have to get it because there's 33 nuggets of wisdom in there and more of a story. And it's super amazing. So definitely grab that. Craig, thank you so much for coming on and uh, giving our listeners some nuggets of wisdom. Thank you for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. For sure. Um, Also, if you guys are looking to stop letting things slip through the cracks in your business and work more on your business, check out our four-part framework masterclass. We'll drop the link in the show notes. Craig's bio will be in there. All the links to every so you guys can go check him out and follow him. So we will see you guys next time. 